Entitled manager doesn't believe my doctor's note, so I get her fired after getting hurt. Tiny bit of pertinent information. In 2014, I had a C-section to bring my son into this world. I was let go from my previous job because they didn't want the liability if something happened to a pregnant woman on the job. I was rehired by a fast food company where I held my very first job, which is not McDonald's. It's a bit higher priced than that, where you could find fried chicken, a hot dog, and double cheeseburger at the same time. There will be no mention of my child's father because he wasn't there for us. I lived with my eldest sister who was more like a mom to me, which is why she is mentioned in this story. She was the person I had with me when I had my C-section. She has been there for every moment of my son's life. My doctor said if I was going to go back to work, he recommended four to six weeks of healing time and rest. That I had to be put on light duty and that I was not to lift more than the weight of my son, which was six pounds. So here's the story. I was rehired by a fast food company that was always extremely busy at each major point in the day. Lunch made over $800 between noon and 1 p.m. and dinner made over $700 from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Of note, the only reason I was rehired was because the hiring manager loved me to pieces. When I left the first time, she told me that I always had a job with her because she loved my work ethic. She said that I was the best worker she had in years. Nobody ever picked up extra shifts as quickly as I did. Nobody cared to learn as fast as I did. Since I had previous job experience, they wanted me to work the lunch rush, but I begged them to let me work dinner. Dinner would allow me to spend some quality time with my newborn and my sister who I lived with would be home from her job to take care of my son while I worked. Now, I started a month after the C-section, right? Wrong. I started 2.5 weeks later. If I didn't, I couldn't be hired. I had actually gone back to my doctor and asked if his office would write up a full letter explaining my light duty requirements and took it with me on my first day back. I walked into the manager's office expecting to see my hiring manager, or at least a manager I recognized. Enter in stupid manager, who had worked as an hourly employee at another location and thought she knew better than everyone else. I handed stupid manager my doctor's note and she looked at me like I was holding a dirty baby diaper. I asked her to make sure the hiring manager sees it and she doesn't respond. I shrug it off and walk to the back, where the break room was. I saw that all of the coworkers were the same from the last time I had worked there and they all crowded around me to see the baby photos. I was crying the entire time because it felt like a homecoming. It felt like I was finally surrounded by a support system until stupid managers screamed that we needed to get back to work when there wasn't even a customer. We all scattered like flies and made ourselves look busy. I kept my phone in my pocket before clocking in and periodically checked it, always between customers, to make sure nothing had happened with my son while I was gone. I would think that most, maybe not all, managers would have understood that I hadn't been texting, just quickly checking for notifications. But not stupid manager. She hated it. She had been sitting in her office checking the cameras, and I supposed I checked my phone one too many times. Yay, postpartum depression and anxiety. Stupid manager comes flying around the corner at the speed of light and stares daggers at me. Hazel, what the hell do you think you're doing? You cannot be on the phone while you're clocked in. You should know this already. Now, I've never been one to deal well with being yelled at, so I just said I'm sorry. Some of my coworkers stood up for me, which again made me cry. Stupid manager apparently hated crying too. She turned back to me, shooting the same daggers into my soul. What the hell are you crying about now? Thankfully, a customer walked in, so she stormed off. I saw red. Within the hour, I watched her start to get ready to leave her shift, which I thought was a blessing. Of course, it wasn't. 
Enter Lazy Manager, who I had issues with the last time that I worked here. Not that I had said anything, she just never worked. She sat in the office staring at the cameras, eating food from the line, which the company said is illegal. You don't get free food, you get discounts on food. Did she ever pay for it? Not once. She wrote it off as the end of the day throwaway food. Lazy Manager saw me and her face fell. Oh, hey, Hazel, she said with disdain, put on my sweetest smile and attempted to make small talk with stupid manager. But they made a major mistake. They left the door cracked and wouldn't you know, I work on the side of the line closest to the door where I could hear everything. This is how it went. Lazy manager. I thought hiring manager told her no. I guess not. She's been on her phone all day. Of course she has. She's the worst employee we've ever had. Uh, I'll call hiring manager and figure this out. I never dislike someone like I dislike her. She seems pretty lazy. Oh, here's her pitiful doctor's note. Ha, we'll see how that works. It's not like we've never had kids before. Now that fully pissed me off, but I bit my tongue. I waited for what I knew was coming. I knew exactly what I was going to do because I was just plain sick of being badmouthed by others. Stupid manager leaves and lazy manager calls me into the office. I was in the middle of making an order, but she is the manager after all. I left the poor person's order sitting right on the line and walked to the office. Yes, lazy manager? She doesn't even look up from the computer. Hazel, what is this doctor's note for? I just take my phone out of my pocket and try to show the pictures of my son. Oh, you had a kid? In a tone that implied that nobody would want to be with me or something? I smile sweetly and nod. A plan was working itself out in my head. Fast forward four days. Lazy manager hasn't been helping us close the store at all, and I've been getting home after 2 a.m. every day. From a place that closes at 10 on the weekdays, 11 on the weekend. I'm done. My sister can't keep taking care of my child like this, and it's completely unfair. Lazy manager is working again, and we're really busy. I go to put fries in the fryer because our fry cook is busy making chicken tenders. I open the little freezer besides the fryer and it's empty, which I knew it would be because I never saw anyone put in a new box. Huh, that sucks. Hey, we're out of fries out here, I yell. No response. Hey, co-workers, fry cook is busy and we need fries out there. Nothing. Odd. Oh well. Hey, lazy manager, we need fries out here. Lazy manager opens the office door. Get them yourself, Hazel. I walk over to the office. Lazy manager, I can't. My doctor said I can't lift more than six pounds. At this point, lazy manager rolls her eyes and just looks dead at me. Look, go get the damn fries out of the freezer now. Two boxes. I don't care about this. My doctor's note. Crap. Do it and stay the hell off your phone. And there it was, my opportunity for malicious compliance. I walk into the freezer and look at the box of french fries. Hmm, I really shouldn't. This would be detrimental to my health according to my doctor. But lazy manager said so. Now, I noticed that morning that a couple of my stitches hadn't been dissolved completely yet. So I had already called and scheduled an appointment two weeks early. This was all lining up perfectly. I grabbed a fry box on the bottom shelf and shifted it to where I could read its weight. I wasn't supposed to be on my phone, but she obviously couldn't see me in the freezer, so I snapped a picture of the box. I sent it to my sister with the message, manager told me I have no choice but to do this myself, doesn't believe my doctor's note at all, can't respond, she won't let me use my phone anymore either. I made sure that the message was sent and then switched my phone off, grabbed the fry box and lifted it and carried it over to the little freezer 20 feet away. I'll say one thing about adrenaline. It definitely works to numb the pain until it wears off. 
I felt a wetness in my pants and excused myself to the break room. Not the bathroom. That was too private for this. I turned to where the cameras couldn't see me and looked in my pants. Blood. But from where? Oh, that's right. The stitches that hadn't started healing yet. But there was another pain that I hadn't experienced yet. I walked to lazy manager with the napkin covered in blood. Thankfully, the line wasn't anywhere near the office. I would never contaminate someone's food. I was immediately sent home to my sister, who was in a severe panic over the message. I called my doctor's office with 10 minutes to spare and explained the situation and was scheduled for the following day and was told to go to the hospital if the bleeding continued. My sister and I bandaged me up to the best of our ability and I waited for my appointment. When my doctor found out why I picked up the fry box, he sounded more like a concerned father figure when he said, I'll handle it. But I assured him that I had it myself. All I needed from him was another doctor's note. You see, I found out that the hiring manager, who was also the store manager, was lined up to become district manager. Had just come back from vacation. She was actually scheduled for the following day, and I was supposed to work. I walked, no, I waddled into that store. In uniform, doctor's note clutched in one hand, the other hand grabbing every solid surface it could to absorb some of the shock of movement. She took one look at me and guided me to a chair in the break room, concern written all over her face. Hazel, what happened? So I told her everything. She asked me if I ever gave either manager a doctor's note and I said I had. She couldn't find it, but she didn't need to. What lazy manager and stupid manager didn't know was that my sister had a printer that could also scan documents. And we had a weird feeling that we would need a copy of the first doctor's note. So not only do I have a new note clutched in my hand, but stapled to it was a copy of the original note that told the managers that I was supposed to be on light duty. Because if I ripped the stitch, it could only lengthen my healing process. The new note explained that since I was not given light duty, I not only ripped my stitch, but pulled a few muscles in my lower back. When hiring manager read both notes, she was furious. She checked the schedule and when she saw that neither of the managers were working, she called them both in for a meeting. She asked if I would stay for said meeting and that I could sit in the office in her comfy desk while we waited. I took that seat and waited for the show. 30 minutes later, hiring manager was giving them an earful, telling them they had no right to discard doctor's notes and that she would have never have told me to stop being on my phone. Turns out hiring manager had worked for this establishment when she had her youngest child, so she knew the anxiety of being away from a newborn for too long. I watched stupid manager get fired on the spot, but not lazy manager. Lazy manager was demoted to line cook because hiring manager told her she needed to relearn some humility. She worked as a line cook at another store for about a month and was then fired for stealing food. That's where the original post ended, but the OP actually had some updates. Final notes, when I first posted this, some people were wondering why I didn't sue the company. First, it didn't even cross my mind because I've never been through something like that. Second, when it was brought up by my best friend, my sister said it wasn't worth it for some reason. And third, I was more worried about the immediate need to provide diapers and formula for my son. If you were curious, hiring manager found alternative ways for me to work. She gave me a comfortable stool to sit at and trained me on the cash register. I got to sit there and take orders instead of walking around while going through another two months of healing. And I was given an extra meal a day through the company at her request. She also helped me go to the restroom every time I needed to go, gave me an extra break time, and if she couldn't help me, she made sure someone could. Maybe it was so she didn't have to worry about a lawsuit, but part of me thinks it's because she cared about me 
me like a mother figure would, well before I had my son. My son and I are doing great. Yes, I knew my stitches weren't healed, and yes, my logical brain said, this is bad, don't hurt yourself for these people. But I also didn't realize that I would actually rip the stitches out of my body nor that I could tear muscles that easily after a major surgery. I didn't ask, the doctor didn't tell, and my sister didn't know either. But let me know, am I the jerk? Now, this was gangster. I've been someone to go above and beyond for malicious compliance in my day, but I've never went as far as literally hurting myself to make a point. My hat's off to this OP. Like the old saying goes, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned or in this case, a mother scorned. As for these dumb managers, they are all too real. If the theory of us living in a computer simulation is real, there must be a code to make a majority of managers stupid. For the most part, these types of managers only get these positions because they're friends with higher ups or they've just been working at the place forever. I just hope anyone listening to this story doesn't have to deal with these types of managers on the daily. Karen Boss desperately needed my uniform back the next day. No excuses. Okay, so a little backstory first. I'm a 20 year old college student full time and I'm working 23 plus hours a week on top of classes to make ends meet. I live paycheck to paycheck and have a car I am paying off. I used to work at a McDonald's in my hometown, but since I moved to live on campus, which is 45 minutes away from my old job, I wasn't willing to make the commute. So I decided to apply and got accepted to a small sandwich shop 10 minutes from my college. I started out great with plenty of hours, easy work, and fast days. Till the old manager decided to switch stores. The new manager was one of the biggest Karens you will ever meet. They were bad, and when I say bad, I really mean it. She completely changed the procedure and made things so much worse. And when I have to stay over two to three hours after closing, she would burst in the next day yelling and screaming at the top of her lungs, Stop staying late! You have to be out by 8.30! We won't pay you for any time! past then. I have no choice because of the to-do list she gave me to close the store every night. Did I mention that I was alone? This was extremely time consuming, especially with no help. I was expected to stop serving at 8 p.m. and do the work of five people in 30 minutes. It simply wasn't doable. Hearing that I wasn't going to get paid for the time I already worked, doing a list of duties my manager gave me was pretty disheartening. Also, if I didn't complete everything on the manager's list by 8.30, I would be fired. So I couldn't just leave everything until the next day. There was just no winning. On top of the moment the manager switched, they decided they were giving people too many hours and cut me to three hours a week. That went on for four weeks until I decided enough was enough. $45 work weeks weren't even worth the time and effort it took to show up. So on one of my weekends, I was with my parents off campus and I was due to work that day. Three hours, of course. My only day that week. I was shopping near said sandwich shop. It's located inside a Walmart. My mom and I were discussing for the last week how I should quit since it seems like they are trying to fire me without saying they are firing me. As if they want me to leave on my own so they wouldn't have to fill out the paperwork. Right then and there I decided, you know what? Screw that job and screw my entitled Karen boss. I sent her a text that I quit on the spot and did not expect me to come in for the night shift. She texted me back ranting about how I'm not giving her two weeks notice and I'll never be able to work at one of those sandwich shops again. At that point, I didn't care. I had already given up my brand new car of only four months because I couldn't pay my loan and insurance. It was a nice car too. It was a white shimmery 2016 Hyundai Sentra. I love that thing. 
I told her at some point during the week that I would try to get her that brand new uniform that they just gave me the week prior, a whole three and a half months after I started working there. But I also warned her that my classes run until right before closing and I didn't know when I would be able to do so. She texted me back in what I can only imagine was the snarkiest tone possible. No, I really need that uniform back tomorrow. I told her that I'm sorry, but that may not be possible due to my school schedule, and I'm not willing to ditch a class to drop off a few pieces of clothing. She said, no, you will bring it back tomorrow. Don't even try to lie to me. You were seen in the store the day you quit. No excuses. Okay then, she said no excuses. I didn't want to get into an argument with her over it. And knowing that she herself would be closing that day and my classes ended at 8 exactly, I'll happily comply. I made sure that I'd arrive right as she was closing the lock on the gate. I was going to bring the clothes in a reusable shopping bag. I didn't have any throwaway bags and since she couldn't take claim of my own bag, I was going to give her the clothes one piece at a time, knowing she would have to carry them out of the store and just the thought of her having to juggle with them back home made me happy. When it came time to deliver my uniform to her, all the stars seemed to align perfectly. I arrived at 8.30, caught her on the way out, and I decided at the last minute to ditch the reusable bag for the outfit. As an extra touch of sweet, unplanned irony, it was raining outside. Hard rain, and the sidewalk was extra slippery and muddy. I just so happened to slip on my way in and landed chest first in the mud. I was mostly spared though, because the clothes were there to break my fall and absorb most of the filth. Dropping off the muddy, loose clothing and seeing her reaction, watching her stomp her feet, wrenched in disgust, holding clothes 10 feet away from her body, huffing and puffing, while marching out of the store in pure shock and disbelief, she didn't even have words for me. It was the sweetest revenge I've ever seen. This did mean I had to buy a whole new set of clothes and change in the Walmart bathroom, but it was worth it when I saw her reaction at the end. After I had returned to my dorm that evening, I had sent her a text saying simply, enjoy, and I blocked her number. Safe to say karma really did pay on my end, but let me know, am I the jerk? This is one of those malicious compliance that the OP went out of their way to make happen. I've never worked at this sandwich shop in the Walmart, or any food place for that matter, but I never thought you had to return uniforms. At least I never had that in my previous jobs. But I love that the Karen demanded the uniform be brought back in, but she never mentioned that it needed to be clean. This gets a thumbs up from me. My failure to plan is now your problem. So I work in customer service in the automotive industry. As part of the services, we offer guests that we perform a state mandated car inspection so people can register their cars with the state. It's a simple process that can take about 15 minutes if you book an appointment with us but every month we get flooded with people who forgot to do the inspection on the last week of each month there's a mad dash of last-minute appointments so people can get in before the end of the month now we don't make money off of this type of service in fact it's a state set fee and we realistically lose money doing these inspections on labor cost I preface this to the state that doing the state inspection does not benefit my shop but we do it because it helps our customers well, one day, the front door opens to a male Karen coming in on a Friday afternoon midday. This distinguished gentleman, we'll call him Tim, walks in around 1 p.m. in the afternoon and slaps his keys on the countertop, informing my front counter teammate that he needs an inspection now. Understand that even though all of our appointments were booked up for the day a long time ago, we still bend over backwards to try to help someone out. We totally get that things don't always go according to plan, so we do what we can to help. 
That is, as long as you're a nice person. When you start trying to dictate how we're going to help you, that does not fly at my store. Tim decided that today he was going to do exactly that. After we advised him, he could either wait almost two hours where we can try to get him into a slot as we process our already scheduled appointments, or we could book an appointment for him next week. Tim let us know that booking an appointment the following week after the deadline was not an option for him, but he's got time right now, so he's going to generously give us two hours of his time and we can figure out how to get him in. Cue malicious compliance. I stepped in to take over the conversation from my front desk counter staff, who has been dealing with him up until now. Okay, sir, we'd be happy to help you. I'll get your keys out to a technician. You just have a seat and make yourself comfortable. Immediately, I walked the keys out to one of my technicians with explicit instructions. After explaining to my tech that Tim is acting like a dirty trash can full of poop, I gave the express instructions that we will not even touch his vehicle until two hours have passed. Mind you, as Tim sits in the lobby stewing, I have the pleasure of servicing several other customers who set their appointments days ahead of time. 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and even a 7-minute inspection for an all-electric car. Things are flowing so smoothly for all of the appointments that did things the right way, and it's showing on Tim's face. After the first hour, Tim finally has the courage to speak up. I really appreciate y'all trying to work with me, but do you know how long it's going to be? No, Tim, you don't get to be nice now and try to expedite your vehicle. You don't get to be nasty to my staff and still get your way. Sorry, Tim, we're still trying to get you in. Like I said, it's probably going to be two hours before we see your truck. Mind you, the lobby is totally empty, and all the customers have already been serviced early. It's perfect. Fast forward another hour, and his multiple attempts to make small talk to amend his horrible manners slash treatment to one of my staffers, his car is finally brought into the garage. Then moments later, my technician walks into the lobby with a giddy smile. Boss, his truck needs wipers to pass the inspection. They're torn and they fail the vehicle. Passing on this wonderful news to Tim, he agrees to have the tech install some because of course he did not bring any of his own. At this point, I feel quite satisfied that Tim learned his lesson with a little additional help from the universe in him needing to also replace his wiper blades. But apparently the universe wasn't quite done with teaching Tim a lesson. His car still failed the inspection. The last part of the test is run by a computer that reads the internal control modules of the car. It's totally an automated process that can't be tampered with or affected by the inspector. The only thing that can interfere is if the car had its battery replaced and those control modules had been reset. But that's exactly what Tim did. Hours before coming in to see me, he replaced the battery and cleared those exact modules. So at the end of the day, Tim was his own worst enemy and failed his own car. Having to book an appointment for the following week, but with a little help from the universe, he hopefully learned a valuable lesson. The service workers are not your slaves. And to always tip your waiters. But let me know, am I the jerk? You gotta love when an entitled person gets what they deserve. I've worked in the automotive industry before and in retail, so I know how pushy customers can be. This is why every time I go out to eat or shop at a retail store or even get some work done on my car, I treat employees with the utmost respect possible. Because at the end of the day, they're just trying to do a job and I'm sure they want you gone as fast as possible as well. So just let them work. That's it for today's video. If you wanna make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you wanna finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.